Equine health is our business. Horses and education are our passion. Welcome to the EquiConnect podcast. Here we will have case-based conversation and talk about interesting news and information with the goal of sharing knowledge, focusing on equine health. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the EquiConnect podcast. As you might be able to tell, I am not Karen Fell, our normal host of the podcast, as she is off on mat leave after having her second son. I am Dr. Catherine Sarasky from the Uxbridge office of McKee Pownall, and I'm here with two fabulous guests that I'm super excited to introduce to the podcast. The first is Dr. Kate Robinson. Hi, Kate. Hi, Catherine. How's it going? Great. How about you? Well, can't complain now that it's getting warmer and sunny and uh, spring is finally in the air. It's almost Florida-like outside. Uh, Not quite. Not (laughs) quite. It has a long way to go before we'll reach the Florida level since I just came back a couple weeks ago to cold and rain and disgustingness. But anyway, let's move on from that. All right. Uh, Kate, I think you were part of the uh, podcast back on episode 20 where we uh, introduced you to uh, our listeners. But do you want to give a brief little rundown on on your history before you joined Mickey Pownall? Sure. Uh, yes, I joined Mickey Pownall in October 2020. I'm working out of the Caledon Schomburg location here and currently the medical lead at our rehabilitation farm. Prior to that, I was at the University of Saskatchewan Western College of Veterinary Medicine as a teacher and clinician for about 12 years. Part of my time there was spent completing an internship and a residency program in equine practice. Oh, very cool. And why did you choose to go to a educational center like university for your internship? I really enjoyed my clinical year at WCVM. In particular, I kind of fell in love with their ambulatory or field service equine practice and so made it a goal to complete an internship at that particular location and was lucky enough to be able to. I think I was attracted to the academic practice versus a private practice because it kind of gave me the best of both worlds. With the field service portion of the WCBM practice, very much like our private practice here, we have trucks, we're out on the road making farm calls. So it was very similar to private practice. But then I was still part of the academic hospital. So making referrals um, was very easy. And then from my learning and furthering my skills perspective, as an intern and a resident, it was quite easy and allowable for me to follow any cases that I referred into the hospital. Maybe I, you know, got to help work up the colic once it was in the hospital, even go in on surgeries, etc. So that really uh, was attractive to me because it was a bit of a a broader scope than I might have seen in a private practice. Well, that sounds really interesting and exciting and brings back memories back to the day when we were in school and going through those programs. But as you can kind of tell a little bit from our topic that we're discussing right now, um, we're really excited here at McKee Pownall Equine Services to announce that uh, we are actually going to be starting an internship program this spring which is really exciting and new for the practice. And Kate, could you discuss a little bit about why you think McKee Pownall wanted to go into having an intern? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's something that the practice has been considering for a little while, but we just wanted to make sure that we were at the right spot to be able to provide an excellent experience for an intern. So an internship is typically a year of intensive additional training for often a newly graduated veterinarian to gain specific knowledge and skills in a particular part of veterinary medicine. So in our case, we are offering an internship in equine practice. And we are at a point, as far as McKee Pownell's history is concerned, where we have a full complement of veterinarians at all three locations. We also have more veterinarians on staff than we have previously that have interest and or experience with teaching and supervision. So myself having the experience at the University of Saskatchewan, we also have Dr. Esther uh, Maleris out of our Campbellville location that has some experience in an academic environment, uh, as well as Dr. Alejandra Garza that's also here at the Caledon uh, Schomburg location. Additionally, having some experience in that uh, type of environment, we have a good set of senior veterinarians to provide that that type of guidance to an intern, as well as the fact that most of the veterinarians working here have gone through an internship program of some sort. So we're able to guide that. And I think also as a practice and a profession, we're starting to feel a bit of a, a push in that regard. It is becoming tougher and tougher to find equine veterinarians. Fewer and fewer vet students are interested in equine practice and the attrition rate from equine practice after graduation continues to go up, unfortunately. So McKee Pownell has done a, a great job, I think, of really setting industry standards and trying to change the culture of what it is like to be an equine veterinarian and helping ensure that the vets and anybody involved in our practice is able to have a, a better work-life balance than maybe what is typical throughout the equine veterinary world. And so I think it was just a combination of all of those factors. Now is the time for us to offer an internship, and we're really excited to be able to do that. And in that way, kind of give back to the equine industry a little bit by hopefully helping groom another wonderful person to be an equine veterinarian. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a lot of really good information. And kind of it does seem definitely that the days of having one solo equine vet running around being on call 24-7 and just servicing clients until they can't anymore physically or mentally is kind of going a bit by the wayside, which is great. You know, like I think having that that balance where we can all have a good quality of life and enjoy what we do and stay in the practice and stay working on these horses is so important. I'm so totally agree with you that we are really excited that hopefully we can help bring along these younger doctors as they're going through their early stages of their career and really allow them to see what equine practice has to offer and how amazing of a life it can be. Yep, completely agree, Catherine. So on that, I am super duper excited to look over and introduce Dr. Ruby Chow, who is going to be Mickey Pownell's intern, first ever for the practice. And we're so excited to have you, Ruby. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. 
So my first question, which we did not prep you for, how exciting is it to be called doctor now? Oh, it's crazy. Almost unbelievable. You worked so hard for so many years and you finally achieve it and, and it feels great. It's really exciting. Very cool. Ruby, what have you done so far in school? Where did you start from? What, wh how many years have you been in school to finally get that doctor title? So I started by doing my four-year undergraduate degree in animal biology at the University of Guelph. I took one year off after I finished my undergrad to do some volunteering at different veterinary clinics in all different industries. And during that year off, I applied to veterinary school. I was accepted and I went to the Ontario Veterinary College for another four years and I've just finished. Woo, that's a lot. Yep. And we were super, super happy to have you also during your schooling. You were here as a student and now it's uh, going to be fun to watch you progress in your uh, career as a fully licensed veterinarian. I can't wait. Awesome. So I think, Ruby, a little bit of uh, some questions to get to know you a little bit better is why did you want to do an internship? I think that's a really great question, Catherine. All veterinarians have dedicated years and years of schooling to learning the science of veterinary medicine. But I think that all veterinarians know that Veterinary medicine is not just a science, it's also an art. So at OVC, we take a very important course and it's called the art of veterinary medicine. And during that course, we sort of learn how to integrate all the science with real world application. And in our final year of vet school, it's all of our hands-on learning. Uh, we do rotations in the hospital at school as well as in private clinics. And it's there that we're given the opportunity to work up cases uh, with teams of specialists and work on practical skills as well as focus on other important aspects of veterinary medicine, such as client communication, ethical decision-making, medical records, and so on. So then we come to our first year as a doctor, and we have to put all those puzzle pieces together, the science and the art. And having the support system of our mentorship program or an internship program uh, makes that process so much smoother. So all new veterinarians need some form of mentorship, whether it's like a formal internship or something more informal. But each doctor needs to decide for themselves what's going to help them become the best practitioner that they can be. So for me personally, I knew that being part of a structured internship program would allow me to really push myself to grow professionally with the peace of mind that a whole team of experienced practitioners had my back and were there to help guide me through that process. That's awesome. Very, very good. And so based kind of on that, do you have any specific goals for your internship or what you're hoping to do in this next year? Uh, yeah. Well, broadly speaking, my goals are to build upon the skills that I gained throughout veterinary school and to grow both as a person and professionally. Sort of with the support of all the practitioners here, I hope to identify any limits that I have as a new doctor and really work to overcome them. I think one of my biggest goals is actually to develop really good relationships with my clients and at the end of every day to be able to look back and know that I did the very best job that I could possibly do for my patient. Very well said. I love it. And Kate, you know, we can chime in here. During an internship, it is great having so many other veterinarians around to help bounce ideas off of, but also the amount of cases you get to see that you can be part of all the cases of all the vets and at McKee Pownall, all the vets across the different clinics that see a different types of horses, different uses of horses from the racehorses to the jumpers, and that you can see those cases and be involved in them when, you know, if you were out on your own, that would probably take you five years to get that much exposure to. So that's really exciting as a learning experience. For sure. That first year out as a doctor, I feel like 
if you can get as much exposure to as many things as possible, you can soak it all up like a sponge and really become a well-rounded uh, practitioner. Super. Uh, kind of going on from uh, goals in an internship, do you have any goals set out yet for your entire career? Like where would you see yourself maybe in five, 10, oh gosh, 15, 20 years? I mean, I'm definitely open to where my veterinary career can take me. As of right now, I would really like to be working in general practice as an equine practitioner. That is my main career goal. I think it would also be really nice to get to a place in my career where I can actually contribute some of my time and skills to organizations that work globally to make veterinary care sustainably accessible to working equids. I think that as veterinarians, we're actually very lucky that the opportunity to put good into the world comes so easily to us. Like we're afforded so many opportunities to do that. So I think, again, broadly speaking throughout my career, I just like to keep finding those opportunities and, and pursuing them. Oh, that's really interesting. Have you done anything like that currently? Have you traveled outside of North America to be involved in animal care through school yet? Unfortunately, I haven't with COVID actually. It just... Oh, bloody COVID <laughs> ruins everything. It made all those plans really difficult to come to fruition. But, you know, I have spoken with a lot of practitioners that are part of these these programs and they do a lot of really great work. So, yeah, it would be lovely if I could get to a point in my career where I could also contribute to that. Yeah. Giving back can be so rewarding. I love it. So then in terms of equine practice, what would you say some of your your likes are like what 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 gets you out of bed in the morning regarding equine practice? I mean, the most obvious answer would be a love of horses. But I think something else I really love about equine practice is being out on the road, being able to enjoy the outdoors, being in a new environment at every appointment. Those are some things that I really enjoy about equine practice. You do know that Ontario gets cold in the winter, right? Yes. Ironically, it is one of the things I dislike about equine practice. Uh, <laughs> working in the extreme heat and the extreme cold can really pose some challenges. So um, pros and cons. It's okay. I'll be here to remind you that we're not in Saskatchewan. Mm, good yeah. points. Yeah. What was that like? Completely changing topic a little bit, but how do you even feel your fingers when it's minus 50 and you're trying to treat a horse? Sometimes we use treble lights as heaters. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, um, hopefully we never get to that part, Ruby. But if it gets to minus 15, Ontario, come down to Florida with me. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other dislikes in equine practice that you're hoping to, you know, figure out some tips or some ways to um, learn to like them or, or at least kind of deal with them? Well, that's a good question. I would say that some of my dislikes are things that we unfortunately can't change as of right now. I mean, horses are such large animals that we just have logistical problems that we don't have in small animal. And I think a good example of that is like diagnostic imaging. So in small animal, you can put the entire animal in a CT or MRI machine and find your answer. And that's just not an option in equine medicine. Maybe one day. I don't know if it's something that I will personally be able to figure <laughs> out. Other than that, like for me personally, as a doctor, I am on the smaller side. And so I just have to learn different ways to do certain things. If there's a will, there's a way and love and it. we'll figure it out. But yeah, it just takes a little bit of time, I think. Yep. Love it. Yeah. I think uh, back to good old Dr. House and the like putting the whole animal in a MRI machine to find out its problem is cheating a little bit. So <laughs> we got to keep our investigatory there. I just made up a word. 
skills up so that we can figure out these creatures. We sure do. <laughs> Definitely. When it comes to horses, what's kind of your background with horses? Like, have you been involved in horses from a young age? Do you ride? What's what's that like in your life? Yeah, my mom is from England and she grew up riding. So every time we would go back to visit as a little kid, we would go out on rides and that kind of sparked my love of horses. So then back in Ontario, I started taking lessons when I was really young and I took lessons throughout my whole life. Horseback riding summer camp was the highlight of my <laughs> entire childhood every single summer. And when I was too old to be a camper, I taught lessons, beginner lessons and stable management and riding lessons. And then also my family did own a horse for 10 years. She was a very sassy but sweet thoroughbred. So that was a lovely experience as well. And yeah, now I just ride whenever I, I get the opportunity. A little bit hard in school, but nice now that I'm done. Hopefully I can find the time. Yeah, nice. Good answer. And I think a little bit, you know, I think uh, Kate and I both also have our own horses. And I think it adds a level of empathy to our veterinary careers to be able to understand what the clients are going through. So hopefully you can rely on those experiences of horse ownership and uh, be able to connect with your clients as you go through your vet career. 100%. I've definitely been on the other end of the line calling the vet and very stressed. And so I definitely know what it's like. Yep. We all have been there, unfortunately, at one point. You know, kind of at the beginning when uh, Kate was talking about some of the challenges we're facing in equine vet medicine in terms of the attrition rate and the lack of veterinary students wanting to go into equine practice. Do you have any concerns about your future in equine medicine and then potentially ways that the industry might have to change over time to help alleviate those concerns? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I think that even right from the get-go when we start veterinary school, it's kind of known that in small animal, this is not to say that they don't have their own challenges and their own issues with the quality of life for their veterinarians, but things in the small animal world are better. They do have better options. For equine practice, I think one of the biggest concerns of a lot of veterinary students is the quality of life and is the work-life balance. In small animal, in the city at least, any after-hours calls on weekends or just in the evenings, it automatically gets referred to a 24-7 emergency clinic. And that's just not something that is available in the equine industry. So your equine practitioner legally needs to be available to provide care to their patients 24-7. So when you work as part of a large clinic, you can share that on call and it sort of allows the veterinarians to have work-life balance, which I think is incredibly important. For solo practitioners, they are on call 24-7. And I think sometimes people don't realize the tool that that takes on somebody. So I think that work-life balance is one of the biggest concerns that most veterinary students that are interested in equine practice have. Like speaking candidly, like in small animal, people do do internships if they wish to pursue specialties in surgery or radiology or emergency medicine. But an internship is not required. And most of my classmates or most people going into small animal practice will just go straight into practice. The practices have the ability to offer them mentorship programs without doing a formal internship to have full salaries, to have no on call. And so I think that there's a big draw for a lot of veterinary students if they were deciding between equine and small to look at the small animal world and see like, this is what they can offer me. And I think especially a bit off topic, but even with COVID, I think it made people 
reevaluate their life choices and and what they value. And so I think especially just even in the past few years, people have really thought about, you know, I love both small animal and equine medicine, but small animal can give me a good life and and that's sort of where I'm going to go. Having in small animal clinics when everyone's under the same roof, it's so much easier to provide that mentorship and to allow newer graduates to essentially run with it because help is literally a room away versus in equine practice or large animal practice when you're on the road and don't have that ability to have someone right next to you in a moment's notice really is a big difference and why so many people going into equine will do an internship so that they have that oversight and that mentorship available to them so they're not out on the road solo without any backup. A hundred percent. When you go into equine practice, you need to be ready to be the only person potentially there that can figure it out. And I think sometimes people maybe don't realize that the difference when you have your truck and that's all you've got versus having a whole hospital there uh, to support you. So, But I think it's really cool. Kate, you've probably seen it through your career too, how much technology is changing and how much the use of technology can make you not feel that you're on your own. You know, like now we have FaceTime, now we have digital imaging equipment that we could potentially be sending to other veterinarians while we're on the road and how much that's joining everyone together and allowing for collaboration even when we're out on a farm call. Oh, definitely. Bit of a tragic case, but I had a great example of that this weekend where I had to go see a horse with a catastrophic fracture but couldn't get a hold of the owner. So to kind of like cover all bases, I was actually able to speak on the phone with one of the surgeons at OBC and then send them photos of the radiographs and get their confirmation that this horse had no surgical option. So, you know, we could carry on with euthanasia. And that's a sad example, I realize, but it's it was really important for that horse's welfare that I was able to make that decision quickly for it. Mm-hmm. And so it was really great that I was able to get an expert opinion to kind of back up my clinical judgment in that scenario. Yeah, for sure. And just how the how an internship program, Ruby, would give you all those all those vets in Mickey Pownell to make those phone calls to if needed or just as backup or confirmation. And just knowing that it's there is likely going to allow you to sleep better at night. Yeah, 100%. I think especially in that first year out of school, having people there that you can call, run ideas by is so important. And then even like moving on years out in practice, I think there's so much value in in having a team there working with you, even if it is remotely. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I still have students from the U of S that call or text me on a regular basis or, you know, send me photos or whatnot. So, yeah, technology helps us a lot and allows for way more collaboration over distances. And it does actually probably help with that work-life balance that we've been talking about a little bit, or at least feeling like you've got support, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then I know, uh, Ruby, we mentioned earlier that you were uh, with us as a student, and so you've kind of gotten to know McKee Pownell a little bit. Do you have any comments on why you have accepted our position in terms of what we're able to offer compared to other programs that you looked at? Yeah, I have a lot of reasons, actually. <laughs> One of them speaking, just so it's like Kate was saying that she did her internship at an academic facility versus me now doing it with you guys, a private ambulatory practice. 
for me personally, I knew that working in a hospital was not something that I was interested in long term. Of course, there is value in it 100%, but it was my preference to go to an internship that did ambulatory practice and to start off my first year as a doctor doing what I knew I would want to pursue as a career. So that's one reason why I chose a um, private ambulatory clinic over a um, academic facility. And then McKee Panel specifically, when I worked here as a summer student, I noticed right off the bat like how well everybody worked as a team. Veterinarians, client service representatives, veterinary technicians, everybody supported one another. And I think that that's sometimes very difficult to find in any industry, a team that works so well together. And then I think I also saw a lot of value in how many veterinarians work at McKee Panel, the diversity of their backgrounds um, in their interests. And like we were talking about before, that, that first year out as a doctor, to be able to have as much exposure to as many different types of cases, to as many different styles of practice as you can, is only going to make you a better, more well-rounded uh, doctor. So that is why I'm so excited to be here. And we're super excited to have you. So, Ruby, we definitely talked a lot about, you know, kind of the the different aspects of McKee Pownall and kind of the some of the benefits that you saw in joining us for your internship program. But what do you think you can bring to the practice that can help McKee Pownall grow over time? That's a great question, Catherine. I think that internship programs provide the clinic with the opportunity to see what new graduates are being taught in school. You know, as we know, like new discoveries in the medical field never stop. And being in that academic setting gives students a front row seat to the most recent innovations. And they can sort of then come forward and say, you know, this is what we learn about in school or this is, you know, we've heard that this is in the works. You know, what do you think about that as experienced practitioners and how does that sort of all tie together? And I think that it's really a wonderful thing to work in a profession uh, where the value of both new and experienced doctors is acknowledged and appreciated. Yeah. Speaking for myself, I don't know if I can say this for you, Kate, too, but it's great having individuals who are a little bit closer to that academic world and, and staying really, really up to date on everything new coming out. You know, we try as much as we can to, to study the publications and stay up to date, but having such an enthusiastic individual who who's so immersed in that new and and cutting edge technology or research is is something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a huge bonus for us as a practice. And even also just having, I mean, as Ruby's already pointed out, we are fortunate to have a wonderful team working uh, at all three locations. And, and again, that sort of fundamental, fantastic teamwork ethic that we have here. But I think just if I can say new blood, fresh eyes, somebody that's maybe going to be asking questions or thinking about things that, you know, some of us more experienced veterinarians wouldn't, I think it's only going to benefit our practice, our patients and our clients. Very well said. I love that. Well, I think in closing, I just wanted to thank uh, Dr. Ruby Chow for coming in and speaking with uh, Kate and I about what she's looking forward to, the program in general, you know, some of the challenges that equine veterinary world is facing and uh, ways that we're hopefully going to overcome these challenges so that there's equine vets servicing these wonderful creatures well into the future. 
So thank you so much for coming and uh, look forward to seeing you early in June with your official doctor badge. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really, really excited. Can't wait. Super. Thanks, Ruby. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Catherine. This podcast is not a substitute for regular and emergency veterinary care. Our purpose is to inform and educate horse people not to diagnose and treat medical conditions without a valid veterinary client-patient relationship. 